Well, I got, I got bad news for myself. Um, my iPad broke today. Yeah, you don't care. But um, I care because that's how I, that's how I teach is with my iPad. And so I've tried all these things and um, so I have to use paper and that's okay. I just feel a little weird. Uh, so my iPad's broken. If anybody wants to buy me an iPad, you can definitely do that. That would be outstanding. And I'll be taking that. My birthday was last week and I'll continue to take gifts for a full year. So I appreciate that if you're willing to do that. We're in the middle of a series called World Religions. And it is a very, very hard topic for me to talk on. Very hard. Uh, I'm under a lot of attack. Uh, and if you don't know what that means, that's okay. Uh, it's just a, sometimes there's a spiritual battle that goes on with Christians. And um, there's a definite real deal going on. And uh, the enemy does not want me to give these messages. Last week we spoke on Mormonism. And I do believe that God moved. I believe that it was outstanding. I believe that it was, it was, it was great. And it was all honoring to God. There were 60 or so people that watched this live on Periscope, and we're doing it again right now. Periscope is a, is a deal where people can watch from all over the world. And right now there are people tuning in and watching this because we put a word out there that people want to learn about. And that word is atheism. The word is atheist or the word is skeptics. And atheist is what we're going to talk about tonight, atheism. If you're here tonight and you say that you are an atheist, I want to say I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. And I am not up here to make you feel any less than anybody else. I am not up here to make you feel like I am putting you down or dogging you for what you believe in. If you're here and you're a Mormon, you're here and you're Jehovah's Witness, you're here and you're Muslim, you're here and you're Buddhist, I'm so glad you're here. And I want to learn from you and I want to talk to you and I want to hang out with you. Tonight and for the rest of this series, I'm simply giving these messages so that we can learn more about Christ. About Jesus Christ. And I'm not up here saying, hey, I'm better than you because I'm a Christian. And I'm sorry for those that believe in Mormonism or, or have a different religion and, and you have been made fun of by Christians. And I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13.1 says this, if I speak in tongues of men and angels, if I speak in tongues of men and angels, saying if I talk, if I do anything, and I don't do it in love, whatever I do, if I don't do it in love, then I am simply this, a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Which means this, every time that we do something as a Christian, this is Paul, 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13 is called the love chapter. A lot of people read it at weddings. You may hear that this weekend, Landon and Hannah. You, I'm not sure though, but you might hear 1 Corinthians 13 at your wedding. A lot of people talk about it. A lot of people use it. And a lot of people skip over this verse one. Whatever we do, we must do it in love. This message that I am speaking to you, that I'm teaching you tonight, has got to be in love. When we leave here, I'm not giving you this message so you as a bunch of Christians, 500 or six, however many people are here, that you can take this message and go and put people down. That's not the goal of tonight. The goal of tonight is Christ. Period. And if you're here just to learn about atheism, awesome. My prayer is that you accept Christ. That's why I'm on this planet. Is that people will have an opportunity to accept Christ. I believe that's why I'm here. And if not, that's okay. Keep coming back. And if you're never going to, that's okay. I love you. And I will not do anything. I will work my hardest. I will try so hard to be up here and teach you and do it 100% in love. So that you're not just hearing this all the time whenever I talk. Because this is what Christians sound like when you act like morons. 
I am begging you to stop. And by the way, you don't just do it when you, you know, if, if Paul were writing this in the 2015, he would probably say even on Facebook, even on Instagram, even on Twitter, even on Periscope, even on Snapchat, even on everything. If you don't do it in love, you're simply this. So Christians, stop. Stop giving in to the culture. There's a lot of junk going on right now in our world. And you're seeing it like everywhere. Story after story about a shooting, about a death, about a gang, about a whole new outbreak of, of this and of that and of this. And we just see it. And what do we do as Christians? Oh, well, I think this, 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 I think this. Stop. Because that's all people are hearing. And you're making Jesus look like a resounding song. I hope you get the point. 1 Corinthians 13, 1. If I speak in tongues of men and angels but have not love, then I'm a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Memorize this. If I can do it, you can do it. I'm a dummy. You're smart. Memorize that verse. Tonight we're going to talk about atheism. Atheism is a very, very amazing belief. You know, it's, 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 it's a group of, it's a lot of people, and, and, and a lot of people in this room, you may have said, hey, I'm an atheist, I'm an atheist, I'm an atheist, and I've, I've talked to a lot of atheists, and that's where I get my information tonight, a little bit of studying, but a lot of, a lot of talking, and I love meeting other cults and religions. I walked, last night, I walked next door, we have some Muslims that moved in next door to us, and I walked next door, and I knocked on the door, because I'm, I got home last night, and it was heavy on my heart, like, go and talk to them. Go and talk to them. Go and talk to them. So I went and I knocked on the door and I heard them inside, but they didn't come out and talk to me. And that's absolutely normal. And you'll learn that next week as we talk about these other religions. But I have a desire to hang out and meet with and talk to these people of all different cults and religions of the world. Why? Because I want to understand. And I want to get to know that. And I want, I want to I understand how and why. And so tonight, this is all from personal experiences, things that I've learned. Atheists believe in nothing. What does an atheist believe? They don't believe in anything. They would tell you that there is no God. I don't believe in a God. I never will believe in God. And there are many reasons why they don't believe in a God. So when someone says, hey, I'm an atheist, this is simply what they're telling you. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in a God. I don't believe in any God. I don't believe in anything. Um, they're also called skeptics. Sometimes you may have heard that word. I'm a skeptic. There's a lot of different names. Tonight we're going to hang on a one. It's atheism. Because that's what you guys hear in your schools. That's what you're hearing. Anybody ever heard that before. Maybe I'm just talking to nobody. You've heard, hey, I'm an atheist. Okay, thank you. Thought I was alone here. And the problem that I see with atheism is this, is that they're, 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 it's, it's like they're on a train or they're on a bus or they're in a car. And if I were to get in that train or that car or the boat or the bus and I would say, hey, where are you going? Then their answer has to be nowhere. I'm just on the bus and I'm just, I'm just going. I'm on a train and I'm just, I'm just going, I'm, I'm, I'm going nowhere. I'm going absolutely 
nowhere. They, they would say there's no eternal destination. Atheists don't believe in heaven. They don't believe, they believe in when you die, you die. You just die. As Christians, we believe when you die, as a Christian, you've accepted Christ. We believe when you die, you then have eternal life with a risen Savior, with a God that died, and then three days later, he rose again. We believe that as Christians. Atheists believe none of that. None of that from any religion. And you may be an atheist in the room, and you, you may say, no, that's not true. That's, that's not true. And I would say, well, I, I apologize you don't think that's true. This is just for the past 36 years of living, and 12 and a half of those I've been in full-time ministry. And most of those years I've talked to a lot of atheists, and this is what I have learned. And so this is true to me. If it's not true to you, then we can talk later, and I would love to have a conversation. But this is true to me. And I would say this about atheists is that they have honestly as much faith as Christians do. I mean, it's pretty amazing to me. Just like I talked about the Mormons. I mean, they have a lot of faith. And atheists have a lot of faith in believing in nothing. That, 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 that takes itself right there a lot of faith. Faith is this. What is faith? Faith is believing in something you cannot see. That is simply what faith is. If you didn't know what faith, you hear that word, maybe you're new to church. What is faith? Faith is believing in something you cannot see. That's simply what faith is. And so I would say atheists have a whole lot of faith in believing in nothing. And so there's two big things I'm going to talk about tonight. There, there, there are two big things. And there's a lot of stuff I could talk about. Again, with all of these different cults or religions. And if you would like to talk more, most of you have my phone number. Text me, call me, whatever, and we'll, we'll try to make it, we'll try to make it happen. We can talk more about it. I love talking cults and religions. I love it. But I can't do it. I only, they only give me 25 minutes, and there's a countdown clock right here, and I have 16 minutes left. Okay? And if I go over that, Brett gets mad and he hits me afterwards. The worship leader, Brett. And so I have 16 minutes to tell you just a little bit about atheism. So I have two huge issues. The first one is science. The first one is science. And atheists will always come to you and they will say, well, science says, science says this. And, and, and in the summertime, we have, you know, this past summer, we had 45 Chinese students who would come to you and they would say, I'm an atheist. And the reason for that is because of science, which I love that conversation. I love the science conversation. And again, I don't have time to go too deep into it. But I will, here's a few things. Again, I'm not telling you these things so that you can have ammo, so that you can go and prove your atheist friends wrong. You want to prove your atheist friends wrong? Here's what you say to them. Nothing. You love them and you say, will you just watch my life? You want to win? Christians say, just watch my life. It looks like Jesus. And, I, and most of you it does. Some of your Christians, your life doesn't look like Jesus. Your life looks like crap. And so I'd really ask you, don't say, hey, watch my life. But we can fix that. You can stop that now. Okay, you're right. All right, here we go. I'm getting fired up right there. So a poll was taken and said this. The poll was taken in 1916, the year 1916 said this, do you believe in a God? And, and there, was, there were 100 people that were polled here. Do you believe in a God that, you, that can communicate with you through prayer? That's the poll. Do you believe in a God that can communicate with you through prayer? So in 1916, 
long time ago. In 1916, 40% said yes, I do, 40% said no, and 20% said I don't know. So 40 said yes, I do believe, 40 said no, and 20 said I don't know. So in 1997, the same question was asked to 100 people, and here's what these people, and this is an atheist-driven poll here. Here's what these people thought, is that 80 years from, from 1916, is that 80 years from then, it's going to change. And the number's going to go, is going to drastically be different to where, no, no one believes that. No one believes that at all. Because they thought science, through all of their findings and all of their things that they found out, they thought because of science that people would change their, like, like these, these 1997ers would have a whole different opinion on God. So they asked the same question in 19, can you be communicate, can God communicate with you through prayer? Here's the result. 40% said yes, 40% said no, and 20% said I don't know. Here's what that tells me. That tells me this, is that science hasn't proved anything in those 80 years to prove God wrong. Science has not proved anything in those 80 years to prove him wrong. Many, many scientists and atheists have come to Christ through the studying of science. One of those who was an atheist, who is now a Christian, was strong in atheism. I mean, strong into proving that, that, that science. And what happened was he just got tired of proving something that he couldn't prove anymore. What's saying this is that, number one, there has to be an intelligent, an intelligent designer. There has to be an intelligent designer. There has to be. This is what this scientist, very, very smart man, said. And there, you can look it up. There's story after story after story of scientists and atheists who have come to Christ because of them studying science and realizing there has to be an intelligent designer. Now, some atheists would say, well, no, there doesn't. And that's fine. That's fine. I'm telling you through these scientists who I am not a scientist at all. They say that there has to be an intelligent designer. If any constant was off, check this out. If any constant was off in the beginning of the formation of everything, if any constant was off at all, matter would not have formed into stars and planets. If any little, tiny, minuscule thing was off at all, there would be no way for planets and there would be no way for stars at all. You can study that. You can look that up. You can prove that. There is precise precision in creating the world, period. Period. And I'm going to tell you an illustration that, I, that, that, that Keith Carmichael, who's the campus pastor here, teaches every single year, and I love it. I love it. Here's what he says, is that he, he, he tells a story about California, and there was a massive explosion. There was a huge explosion. And then all of a sudden, from, from that explosion... From that explosion in California, this huge explosion, an iPhone was formed. This, this, is what, this is what we tell, the, this is the story that we talk to the Chinese about. Is that because of that explosion, here is, because the, they all love the iPhone, and, they, and I do too, I'm with you 100%. And, and, and here is the iPhone, and it was formed because of this big explosion. And we 
all know that wasn't true. It took a very intelligent designer to create that amazing foam. A massive explosion, and this is proved all over in science, and I could go so much deeper right now, but a massive explosion could not have created the world that we live in today. So that's science, and I could hang out there so long. It is so interesting, and it is so awesome. Maybe this summer we just need to have a time of just going way deeper. When y'all don't, if y'all didn't have school tomorrow, we keep, we keep rolling though. Number two, a lot of atheists will say, okay, 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 science, you win. Second question would be, how can there be a loving God? How can you have a God that loves you when there is so much pain and suffering in the world? Because they think that pain and suffering, the reason for it should be obvious. They believe that because of pain and because of suffering, it should be obvious. And maybe you're asking the same thing. How in the world can you believe in a God when there is so much pain and there is so much suffering? And here's what I would say to you. If I looked into a tent, if I just saw a tent right here, and I looked into it, and there was supposed to be a St. Bernard dog in there, a huge dog. And I looked in there and there was no dog. I would say, obviously, no dog. If I was supposed to look in the tent and find a a noceum, a noceum is a real microscopic bug that it bites you and the bite is massive. It's called a noceum. Look it up. Not right now. Look it up. If you if if I was to say, hey, look into the tent and I want you to find a noceum, you look in there and guess what? You wouldn't see them. And you would say, well, obviously it's there because you said it's a no see. And you're like, no, no, you see, it's, 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 but it's not. And you would say, it's not there. No, no, no. no he, here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Is that pain and suffering, is there, there is no obvious reason for it. You can't say, well, this is why. I'm, I suffered because of this. I've had massive loss in my life because of this. I've had a, no, 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 no. Let me, understand, let me explain something to you. There is no obvious reason why. But what I can tell you is this, is that pain and suffering as a Christian, and I, and I cannot imagine, and my wife and I just, she talked to this sweet lady, and she went through a massive loss in her life. And she just, she's been talking to her and just getting to know her and all these different things. And she found out that she doesn't believe in Christ. And she's, my wife's blown away because, man, how in the world did she make it through that? Without Christ, it was very hard, very hard. Pain and suffering as a Christian, pain and suffering as a Christian is hard. It's so, so, so hard. And there's story after story in the Bible of of people who have gone through pain and suffering. Joseph in the Bible, if if you know that story. Hated by his brothers, thrown in jail, thrown in a pit, ends up. Doing amazing things. I mean, it's a long story of Joseph's life and how horrible it was. And if you're talking right now in this room, I need you to stop talking because that really is annoying me. Please stop talking right now. You can go outside and that would be great. But some people are trying to learn. Thank you. Pain and suffering. You you, you read about Joseph. I, I could talk about Job. You could talk about David. You could talk about Saul. You could talk about Paul. Same person. You could talk about all these people. But pain and suffering as a Christian, one of the greatest things about it, and that sounds weird, 
is that as a, as a Christian, because I know where I'm going, I can actually talk to and I can actually hear back through the word of God, through prayer, God. And so, and so the question, how can there be a loving God when there is so much pain and suffering? Well, here's how. Here's how. Because we see that Jesus Christ took the worst, and Jesus died on a cross, the worst pain and the worst suffering ever. And here's what happened because of that. Because, because you're like, man, why am I going through pain? And, and, and atheists will say, well, there can't be because why would a loving God do that? Well, here's why. God takes our pain and makes it amazing at times. At times. And the most amazing time was when Jesus Christ died the most horrible death ever, ever on a cross. And they beat him and they beat him and they beat him. And, G and God took that horrible, horrible thing. And he turned it into something amazing. Because if, if it weren't for that, then we would not have eternal life. As a Christian, we have eternal life. Also, why is there so much pain and suffering in the world? It's because people are morons. Most pain and suffering comes at the hands of other people. Comes at the hands of somebody else doing something really stupid. That's the truth. Rape, murder, I could go on and on and on and on and on. So why, how do you believe in a God, a loving God, and there's so much pain and suffering in the world? I would tell you this, most of the pain and suffering in the world is coming to the hands of other people, and those people need Jesus. And this Jesus died on the cross. And he rose again. And you may say, I don't believe you. As an atheist, they may tell you, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Here's what I would say. This is exactly what I would say. Is I would say, I just want you to know in my life. And so a lot of people say, so, so what do you say to an atheist? So how do you talk to him? Again, I go back to this. You say, look at my life. Look at my life. And let me tell you where he took me. Where he took me, Michael Head. I'm going to tell you where he took me. Where he took me from. A lot of pain and a lot of suffering. My parents were married five times apiece. Both of them, five times apiece. That hurts. I've been abused physically. I've been abused sexually. I've been abused emotionally. I've been abused in a lot of different ways when I was growing up. A lot of different ways. I was, I was on my own looking for a place to live when I was a freshman in high school. I was walking down a road with my sister who was three and my dog looking for a place to live when I was a freshman in high school. No lie. And then somehow... Out of all that stuff, I saw drugs happening. I saw drug deals happening in my home. I saw drunkenness happen in my home. I saw a lot of different guys and girls come and go from my home. Gang activity, all sorts of things growing up. The only way, and I didn't grow up in a Christian home as I just told you. The only way, the only way that God... That, that I am here right now on this stage, and this isn't a big deal. I'm not saying, hey, look at me. I'm saying, hey, look at him. Because I would tell my atheist friends, the only truthful way 
that I am where I'm at in my walk with God, and I am no different than anybody else. I, should, I am right here with you. We are all on the same playing field. I just get to talk. I get a microphone, and I get to get up there and talk, and you have to stare at me. But I am no different than anybody right here. No different. You shouldn't put me or anybody else up on a pedestal. We're the same, unless Jesus is up here speaking, and I am not him. He's so much cooler. But the only way, the only way that I am where I am today is because Jesus Christ literally changed my life. Literally changed my life. And you may say, atheist, you may say, well, I, you know, that's you. But what about this person? What about this person? What about this person? I don't care about those people. Look at me. Look what he did in me. It's a real life change. And it's been hard. And my youth pastor, when I was a freshman, when I was a sophomore, poured his life into me. I never did drugs, and I saw it all the time. I never drank, and I saw it all the time. I never smoked, I never had premarital sex, I never did any of that stuff. Not like, oh, you're a good Christian. No, I didn't do it because of Jesus Christ. That's the only way. I had multiple opportunities to do all of those things. People were giving me drugs. People were giving me things. I lived on my own for two and a half years in high school, and I never had a girl over one-on-one. -on -one. Now, is that weird? Yes. You're like, that would be amazing. The only way is Jesus. The only way is Jesus. And there are hundreds of people in this room that can tell you the same thing. And your story is a little different. Maybe it's, man, my parents divorced. Maybe it's I lost a parent. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's this. And the only thing you can say is, look, I, I may not understand science. I may not understand a lot of stuff. I'm just a sixth grader, and I don't really know. But what I do know is that he changed my life. And I was going one direction, and when I accepted Christ, seriously, craziness happened. And I started going in this direction. That is the absolute best answer ever, is Jesus Christ. If there's a loving God, then he would definitely do something with the evil in the world, right? That's, that's another question. If there was a loving God, then he would do something with all this evil. He would do something with all this evil. <laughs> if there's a loving God, then he would do something with all this evil. He did it. He did it. He did it. He did it. He died on the cross and he rose again for all the sin, for all the evil of the world. He did it. And he did it for you. He did it for you. With no one looking around, I want to give everybody in this room right now an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ.